And now, broadcasting through Blue Collar Media, it's time for the Big Bash Podcast. Thanks to the Big Red Bash Birdsville and the Monday Monday Bash Broken Hill. Two big events rocking the outback. Yes, g'day there and welcome to the latest edition of the Big Bash Podcast where we talk everything about two of Australia's largest music festivals, the Big Red Bash in Birdsville and of course the new Monday Monday Bash in Broken Hill. However, these two iconic events are more than just music festivals, they are in fact a very unique Outback Australian event that provides people with an experience like no other. Just travelling to both of these events is an adventure just in itself that adds to the entertainment in two fantastic Outback locations. Now on this podcast, as you know, we speak with not only the artists who make the trip out there to perform for you, but also the people who work tirelessly behind the scenes, from volunteers to full-time and part-time employees, who all combine their efforts to create memories that you will look back on for a very long time to come. We also provide you with event updates, useful information, travel tips and updates, and we'll also speak with the business people in the surrounding areas who benefit from these events, meet some of the Outback characters along the way, and of course, speak to you, the bash goers who make the trek out to these places to enjoy an experience like no other. Now on this edition of the podcast we will catch up with Ben from the Birdsville Hotel and get the latest information regarding the water affected Simpson Desert and what it could mean for those planning on including a desert crossing as part of their bash experience. We'll also find out just how spectacular the Diamantina scenery will be and, and the and areas surrounding that area um, for all bash goers in light of the rain that has fallen in the region in recent times. There certainly will be some colour and some bird life and, of course, plant life out that way. Now, this podcast is for you and we do welcome your feedback from all bash goers. So if you'd like to get in touch, it's easy to do. Simply email bigbash at omfgroup.com.au. That's bigbash at omfgroup.com.au. Say day and please email any questions that you may have as we are here to not only provide you with entertainment information but to also answer any questions that you may have. We are broadcasting uh, through Blue Collar Media. You are with the duck and of course this is the Big Bash Podcast. Now, as many of you would know, if you are planning a Simpson Desert crossing, you're probably sitting with a uh, bait of breath at the moment uh, because the, the desert is actually closed in light of the water out there and it's not safe to travel across. And I've actually spoken to people who have been out there on recent trips where they've done 1,000-kilometre detours to get around. Uh, it's certainly not ideal for those people that, are, that have planned a Simpson Desert trip as part of their bash experience. But there is one man out there, if anybody knows anything that's happening in the Diamantina Shire, it is this man. And I'm, of course, talking about Ben from the Birdsville Pub. He has been on this podcast before, and I thought we'd catch up with him to get the latest. Benny, how are you going? How are you, mate? How's Birdsville today? I'm well, yeah. No, it's, it's good. It's a lovely day out here today, and it's a nice uh, sunny day, which is great for drawing the tracks out out there. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And not long now until... 
the big red bash. It'll only be, I guess, a, a, a week or so before you start seeing some of the, um, the the people associated with the event turn up out there, unless they're there already, um, and start yeah, to prepare. Look, not, that's right. It's not far off. I mean, we're probably, I'd say, about 10 days away from seeing like infrastructure people start to roll in and and uh, start to get the site ready. So it's exciting times. Absolutely. Is, is there any caravans waiting? <laughs> it's normally people up there early. Well, look, you know what? There's already a couple of people out on the town common, so they're pretty eager. And, um, yeah, look, as, as it gets closer, the atmosphere builds, and it's it's a good experience to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And being the 10th anniversary. Can you believe it's the 10th anniversary? I mean, you've been there for oh, all of them. A, yeah, look, it's unbelievable. Ten years and... And it started off, you know, just just a small little thing after after a, a desert marathon, and it's it's been great to watch it grow. Interestingly enough, John Williamson, you know, he he played at the first one. He was the, really the only artist at the first one. So mm. for him to sit up on the stage now and see that massive crowd, he must think. Jesus is just a huge difference. Oh, absolutely, man. He's going to be blown away. Uh, I know he played at Monday last year, so he did get a taste of it. But when he gets back out there to Big Red, he is going to look out and the memories, I think, will of, of the very first event will, will, will be in his mind and he'll just look out and think, oh, my God. And, and, I, and, he's, and he, you know, it's fair to say he started this, really, along with Greg Donovan. And then, of course, you know, the other synonymic name with this event would be Jimmy Barnes. But at the end of the day, it all started with a little, you know, twilight show with John Williamson on the big red sand dune. So, uh, so, and it's just it's amazing just how big it has grown. And it's great that you've had that chance to see that because, as you say, you've seen all of them and um, you've just seen this event grow and grow and grow. And, in fact, if it wasn't for COVID, this would probably be the 11th anniversary, uh, Benny. That's right, yeah, we did miss one there. But, look, you know, as, as far as John Williamson goes, the original one, he was he was sitting up on, on some pallets that made up a bit of a stage. So big difference today, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad that he's coming back to, to, especially for the 10th one, given that he was involved in the first one. So we're excited. Yeah, absolutely, mate, as are many others. Now, look, there are some people a little bit nervous. Since COVID, I've been telling people on the radio that if they're planning a trip to have a plan B and a plan C, and in some cases even a plan D, because during those uncertain times, you could have been planning to go somewhere and then a border closed or there were restrictions in different areas and things like that. But with this this year and with the water at the Simpson Desert, a lot of people do plan a bit of a Simpson Desert crossing um, as part of their bash experience, but at this at, at this, very, this, this very point right now, Ben, it's a little bit up in the air because the, it's currently closed and there's not going to be a decision made on reopening until the end of June. Is that correct? Yeah, towards the end of June is, is the, the the latest, um, the last feedback that we've had. And um, look, there's no denying a lot of water's gone down through that country. It was, a, it was from that tropical cyclone that came across from WA and made its way and, you know, the low pressure system came up across northwestern Queensland and this is the runoff from that. Um, but look, we've had great drying weather and we're hoping to see, you know, things change reasonably soon. I'm tipping that you'd have any other day of the week a lot of people coming through there, either you know, travelling in either direction. Um, you would have seen an effect on that already, wouldn't you, the people that would have travelled the desert? We do. We, we, yeah, the desert would be 30 to 40% of our trade, the, the desert tourism. Um, so we've certainly noticed, a, you know, we've had a slow start to our tourist season, but, you know, that's 
we're resilient with things like that. I mean, you know, flooding and road closures and rain and extreme heat, doesn't matter what it is. I mean, that's just we're just used to doing business in that way. It, it's it's very foreign to, to people who live on the coast, obviously. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're resilient with it. We have plans in place and we're heavily involved. So before the water actually got down to the QIA line, um, I drove out myself with the local policeman and the local ranger and we drove the bypass route that, you know, it, that will be first to open, which is a, a rocky crossing to the north of the QAA line. And we actually pegged it out. We took bright yellow star picket posts out there and we've pegged out the crossing um, so that people, you know, won't be driving over the huge boulders that are in the middle. We've pegged out a good route um, with the yellow star pickets. We had all that ready to go. So as soon as we can get access to the area, um, you know, we're confident we can get it back open. We fly over it every day. Uh, the hotel owns a, a couple of aircraft and we're lucky enough to be able to go and monitor this, this region and we are seeing the the uh, the area dry out fairly rapidly. Yeah, hopefully, and, and and hopefully it'll dry out in time for people to to go out and and you know not only just enjoy the bash but enjoy the entire experience of travelling the Simpson. I, it's it's amazing the amount of people that I speak to who are high profile. I guess you could say four wheel drive identities, and we're on TV or you know we'll do those you know shows on YouTube, and many of them, including Mal Leyland. Um, who was, I think, the, one of the first, if not the first, to drive across there. They all say it's their favourite spot. It's amazing the amount of people who just say the Simpson Desert is just one of those one of those places. So if people have pencilled that in as part of a plan to, you know, go to the bash and then, you know, leave via the desert, or you've got people who will come across from the west, across the desert, uh, it would be a shame if they missed out on that experience, wouldn't it? I agree. And so we're hoping for, to see you know, positive things. But, you know, the, the, the region, the, the crossing and, and, the, and the bypass uh, terrain that you'll have to go through to join back up on the QA line to, to get around the main body of water, it, it's, it's not an easy drive. But it's, what we've all got to remember is, is that it's people are passionate, people that are doing these trips are passionate about four-wheel driving. Yes. So, you know, if they're looking for a challenge and, they want to put their hand up and say that they did a river crossing in, in, you know, in the Simpson Desert region, which is pretty unusual. Then watch this space because there's going to be some, some really interesting four-wheel driving coming up. And, and, and you know, and, and we're four-wheel drivers ourselves and we understand that that's what attracts people. So, you know, it, it's not a matter of waiting until it's totally dry and you can easily drive it in high range. And, no, it's, it's just a matter of as soon as we know you can get one of our vehicles over it, then you know we're going to see some changes, and it'll be it'll be challenging, and at the same time it'll be exciting as well. So, uh, and totally. look, look, and look, towing across there at the moment—that's still a no-no. Look, it's certainly not recommended. If, if once this bypass opens, um, it, it will have its challenges, and as I said, that's that's what's attractive to people. So that's not a negative, but um, you know, in the interim, in the first few weeks, once it's got access. I'd say uh, towing would would be 
reasonably difficult, so I probably wouldn't be recommending that. Mm, because I did, I did hear that at some point, I think towing was actually um, not just not recommended, but I think it was actually not allowed. I mean, I'm not sure whether that was right or not. As we say, you're the man with your finger on the pulse out there. So, obviously, if people want to keep an eye on that, they, Ben, they can certainly keep an eye on your social media pages, the Birdsville um, Hotel Facebook pages. It's where we get a lot of our information for that region, and not just you know around bash time, but around the races, or about any time of of the year, really, because you, you, I've, I've got to say to you, for a publican, you're a very responsible community member out there, Ben. Because you go out there and you've driven out, and like you said, you've went out there with, with the local, you know, the local copper and the rangers, and 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 hammered in those star picket posts and and done things. That, that's a long way from your actual job of pouring beers and running a pretty good hotel. Yeah, look, we're we're more than just the pub. You know, we're we're mm. part of the community and and. We understand our customer base. I guess that's that's what keeps us here. Is we're all passionate about off roading, and and you know most of my staff go off and do trips, and now they might go to Cape York or the Kimberleys or Fraser Island, wherever it may be. We're all into this recreation, so it's important to us that we're out and about and making sure that people can get access, and you know always bridging that gap that we're not just publicans and we're not just a hotel, that we're part of that wider you know, four-wheel drive recreation and, and four-wheel drive community. You're part of the community, which I think, and a very responsible member of it too, I will add. I mean, it's uh, you haven't been there for so long because you don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a credit to you personally and the people that you surround yourself with. Mate, this year, uh, the 10th anniversary of the Bash, I mean, you've seen this event grow. Um, it's quite incredible, mate, when you think about it. Uh, what are your personal thoughts on all of that? Look, it's... There's, they've just done the most amazing job. I, I, I often joke around, you know, when we're talking with people and I go, one thing Greg Donovan's good at is it's marketing and his team his team have done a fantastic job. And I, I guess what's impressed us, <coughs> excuse me, I guess what's impressed us over time is the stream, their ability to stream information to, to the ticket holder. So, mm. you know, we, we've seen a lot of people now start to travel out to these areas that may have been a little bit nervous about it before, but the increased information and um, almost like one big family with, with their social media page traveling to Big Red Bash, that's had a big impact on, in a positive way on, on uh, remote area tourism. It has slowed down um, our tourism a little bit in April and May, but obviously that's a balance that, that, um, that we work on. So um, we're going to be heavily marketing over the next 12 to 18 months about, um, you know, tourism on the shoulders of, of, of the tourist season because so many people love the bash. But there is some people out there that w- really want to experience Birdsville in the quieter times where mm. they don't have to line up for longer periods and, oh, and just sit in the beer garden and relax. Oh, absolutely. And get out to Big Red when there's nobody there. I mean, you've, you've obviously it's, been out there. You've been out there many times. Yeah. What is that like compared to – it's it, because obviously you know, Greg and his team built a city out there and yeah. it, 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 the infrastructure and the amount of people and the, and the way it all runs. But on any other day of the week, there's not a lot going on out there. What is it like? I mean, it must be just so surreal. To, when everybody goes home, do you go for a drive out and think, God, I mean, it's, it's back to normal now? Yeah, we do. I mean, we love the event. We, we certainly do. But we often go out and sit on top of that sand hill when everyone's gone and, and, and 
you know, say, oh, we've got our Sandhill back because mm. it is a very special place. And uh, and that's not a criticism to the event. I think it's amazing how they manage it and and how so many people get to, you know, be a part of whatever it is that's special about sitting on that sandhill. Because to be honest, I haven't figured it out. I mean, I go and sit back on top of that sandhill at least once a week, uh, when it's especially in the quieter times, and I just can't work out why it feels so amazing. But it certainly does. And and, you know, I have memories of during COVID when we had no visitors and I'd just go and sit on top of that sand hill and, and because there'd been hardly any tourists around, like there was animals and there was camels and dingoes and things growing up through the side of the sand hill. And, you know, one interesting thing, and you've seen the sand hill when it's very busy and, and there's a huge amount of vehicles going up and down it and they're all having a great time. And you get the odd person that says, oh, they're, you know, they're ripping up the sand hill and ripping up the environment. I can tell you right now, the minute that tourism slows down, Mother Nature totally reclaims that sand hill, mm. and it's back to like you've it, it within weeks of the of the tourist season drawing to a close. That sand hill looks like no one's ever driven or walked on it. It's amazing, and being sand with a bit of wind and everything else, it's uh, yeah, yep. it certainly helps all that happen, mate. Birdsville itself, I mean, for people that have never been there before, they're in for a real experience. Um, not only just at the pub, and look, I recommend that everybody, and I think everyone who goes to Birdsville, I think that the, the first thing they want to do is go and have a beer at the Birdsville pub. I think it's one of those, you know, little items that you tick off. But there's a bit more to see and do there. The bakery, it's 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 firing along all well, and uh, mate, it'll be gearing up for um for a pretty big event. We're very busy at the moment, so our our staff um are very busy baking bread and. It's important to remember with the bread that, you know, if there's two or 3,000 people in a day that want a loaf of bread, that's not physically possible. So we bake as much as we can the night before for the fresh stuff. And then um, that's all put out first thing in the morning when the big red bash is on. Um, this year we've got our bakers firing on all cylinders. And um, what happens then is once that fresh bread sells out, then it is across to frozen. That's just a reality of, mm. of the situation. It's actually a very small bakery. Um, for the numbers of people that go through there. So if you're after the fresh stuff, you get in nice and early and uh, and you'll be able to be provided with that. But look, the camel pie, I mean, we just can't, it's unbelievable. We can't believe how many camel pies uh, people buy. It's just people turn up and it's the first thing they want to order. Well, mate, I was going to mention the, I was going to mention the camel pie because it's, it's the second thing you tick off. You go and get the beer at the pub, or it's either one or the other. But everybody wants to have a camel pie, yeah, at, at the at the pub. Why do you ever think that is? I guess I guess it's because when you go to a go to a, a pie shop or a bakery in the Big Smoke or anywhere else in Australia, I, don't, I think they're unique to just bird, to to birds, aren't they? The camel pie. Yeah, I know you can have. I think it's a camel sausage, or it might be something like that, down at the Prairie Hotel at Parachilna. But outside of that. I'm not aware of many people that order it, but I guess it's like going to Ninda Gully Hotel, you know, the, the, the big the big burger. Mm, the road train um, burger. The road train burger, it's just famous. So it's kind of a rite of passage. It's like it's like when you go to the Cape, you know, you want to visit the Croc Tent. Everyone wants to visit the Croc Tent to yep. buy their merch. Yep. Um, it's, it's a legacy to Dusty, who was the founder of that bakery that originally, who, who built, you know, he wasn't a baker and he wasn't a builder. And he learned how to build and he built the building himself and then he learned how to bake. And he came up with this crazy camel 
pie that has just become totally iconic. We've got people now buying. Oh, we had a bloke come in the other day and bought um, two full boxes worth of forty-eight camel pies to put in his freezer uh, to take back to Toowoomba. Yeah, unbelievable. It's it's but they've yeah. be, it's unbelievable. They've become the signature dish of Birdsville. To be honest, I mean it's um, it has. <laughs> yeah. It is good now, mate. Before we, I ask you about what the what the region looks like, and I can only imagine it looks spectacular at the moment. I was blown away last year, but just just some rules in general for people that are coming out there and look for and for you know for bash veterans or people that have been before they they get it. There's not a lot of rules, but there's a lot of common sense, a lot of common decency that is required when you come out there when there's a lot of people in a small town that you know doesn't house a lot of people um be patient enjoy the enjoy the pub enjoy the region but but please Pete, treat the place with a bit of respect including the hotel and I, I was horrified a few years ago when when um we read that people were stealing things like toilet paper and cutlery and things like that please just take it is take the place for what it is it's a very very good hotel the birdsville pub it's a very i've always looked at it as a family sort of a pub really when i've and i've experienced as you know we've done radio from the beer garden there and watch kids kicking a ball around and, and and playing in the beer garden of a saturday night and but treat the place with some respect and also just use your common sense but and enjoy it i, I totally agree look we, we work very hard to promote a family-friendly uh, atmosphere here and that's safe for everybody and you can come in with your family, sit down, relax, have a, a beer or a glass of wine and, and a good meal and, you know, um, you just have a better night, basically. If, if, if people want to come in, come in here and sit down and, and just totally relax and unwind, then the Birdsville Hotel is the place to do it. And, you know, that's taken a lot of work and, and we're very proud of that, but I guess, you know, with the big red bash, it's just about patience. So, mm. if you if you look at Sydney, let's say it's five million people. You know, if you look at the ratio, when the bash comes into Birdsville, that's like asking Sydney to go from five million to fifty million people for a week mm. with its pre-existing infrastructure, right? Um, and that's the ratio. We're, we're going with the Birdsville population being a hundred, uh, going to ten thousand. So. Look, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is. It is, and uh, we're very lucky. We've got good infrastructure in this town. Mm. It hangs in there, but I can tell you, it is under stress. And so, people just, you know, leave the city life behind. And if there's a little bit of a line up for something, or a little bit of a wait for fuel. You know what? It's okay. Just cop it. I mean, every other day of the week, they're sitting on the M2 or the M1 in traffic. <laughs> I mean. Look, I was in Sydney. I was in Sydney a week ago, and I got in traffic in the um, yeah, in the in the tunnel there on the M5. Mm. And I sat in the car and I looked around, and everyone's stressed, and there's mm. people bipping horns, and you know, and there was just a, you could just see people stressed, and I and I I sat down and thought, why? Mm. What, yeah. Because I used to live in I used to live in Sydney. Did you? And and I thought, yeah, I did. But yeah, I did for quite some time, and and, and worked in Sydney years ago. And and I just thought to myself, why? Because it's not going to change anything. Mm. Just you know, when you come to Birdsville, you just got to really let all that city life go, and really just immerse yourself in the experience because it is a good one. And if you have to wait a little bit, then that's fine. Please drive slowly on the roads when you know. Don't overtake in dust, and we've got a really good track record with with um, road safety. 
Um, our local policemen has worked very hard on that. And, you know, overtaking in dust, I guarantee if you try and overtake people and try and get somewhere quicker, you'll stop on the side of the road to have, to have a toilet That's break. That's right, exactly. And They'll go all past those you. Cars, exactly all those right. cars you've passed have just come straight back past you. Yeah, exactly right. And use your common sense, turn your headlights on, things like that. And look, if you are travelling a bit slower and you know you're holding up a bit of traffic, we'll just pull over to the side and let people pass if that's what if it takes that. I mean, it's... Uh, look, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think what happens with this event, and I've been to quite a few of them now, is that I think everybody sort of switches off from that day-to-day, you know, grind and getting out of that, you know, and getting out there. And I think everyone's like-minded, and I think you, you'll find... I, I've never even seen an argument at the Big Red Bash. It's just incredible. Uh, no, and, they're, they're normally a very good crowd. Absolutely. Now, mate... Last year when I headed out there, I had a mate of mine with me who's travelling with us again this year, and we were astounded at the the, the landscape between, say, Windora and um, Birdsville and the greenery, the ponds of water, the budgies, all of that. Mate, what are people in for? You, you're flying over it every day. Uh, the Channel Country must be looking absolutely amazing. Mate, what are people in for? Is it going to be special? It is, it is, because they're going to have a bit of mixture because the channel country runs in certain areas and then it doesn't run in other areas. So, you know, you the diversity is quite unbelievable because you'd be driving through somewhere that's just got, you know, tall grass and desert flowers and then you're between another dune system where it's totally dry and then you're back in the green, green growth again. And, you know, you'll just, that gives you an understanding of the, the water just flows. So... It's not from rain. We we don't see the rain. Mm. This these these water events that make this place look absolutely astonishing is from water that fell eight hundred, nine hundred, a thousand kilometers further north than us. Mm. So you'll see if you just envisage these areas of green that you're driving through, that's because they've been covered in water, not because it's rained. Mm. And that and that's the that's the fascinating part about the channel country. It is amazing. I've seen maps of it and you just look at it and you think... I know when you go to the Walkabout Creek Hotel up in McKinley and he's got a map of the Channel Country on the wall up in there. And yeah. you look at that and you just think, mate, no wonder they call it the Channel Country. It's just a you know, array of channels everywhere. Mate, from the air, I guess it must just look amazing. I mean, a lot of people won't take that opportunity and, and, and won't go up, you know, on one of the joy flights that are available there. But, mate, what is it like? I mean, you must be just looking down at it in just amazement. I guess it's like, you know, the only thing that our, our customers in particular have compared it to when they get out of our aircraft is, you know, flying over a, a savannah in Africa. And, and that's no exaggeration. The, the Lake Makati area and the Goida Lagoon area to the south of us here and Lake Makati to the north, it's got these veins of water and wildlife and pelicans and pigs and you name it they're in there um it's it's alive and it's moving it's 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 a moving thing because you know we've been following the water in our airplanes now for months and now it's it's arriving it's starting to arrive at its destination which is lake air to the south of us mm, geez, it must and it's flowing there. into there and it's yeah. beautiful big flow through the warbling groove down into lake air and it, and it's just the most powerful thing to witness. And, you know, we fly over it one day and we take a GPS coordinate of the front of the water and then the next day you go to the front, you take another GPS coordinate and you go, geez, it's moving at like 800 metres per hour over each day. 
you know, to, to, to just track this is, is quite astonishing. It's a lot better than looking at traffic at the M5 tunnel, mate, I can tell you, in Sydney. <laughs> totally. Mate, I, I bet you totally. couldn't wait to yeah. get back up there. Mate, oh, look, it's well, all... You it's, know, uh, oh, well, look, I'll think. Yeah, sorry, go on. It, it's, it's just funny because you're right. I, I used to live that life <laughs> in the city and, um, you know, it, it's it's so different and I, and I could never go back to it. I'm, I'm standing in the airport... I transited through Brisbane Airport on the way back and there's a fire alarm going off in the background and there's people freaking out. Uh, and I'm just standing there going, just get me out of here. Like, yeah. You know, um, I just want to get back to the bush. And, and it gets into your blood. And a lot of our staff who are full-time here for many years, uh, unlike a lot of outback businesses, we retain our staff year on year because they just fall in love with, with the region. Have you got, just on, quickly on that before I let you go, I mean, have you ever had temporary staff just come out there for, you know, what was supposed to be a temporary gig in the state? Me? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, look, apart was, from you? <laughs> yeah, look, I was passing through and I was off of the, uh, I didn't, I wasn't looking for work. I was on a big trip and um, around the country and they needed some, a bit of a hand and I stay and I worked and then ended up staying. So, um yeah, we do. We've had backpackers work here that are now married in married in Australia and have had kids. And um, yeah, it does. It is life changing for. I mean, we've got a couple running the bakery. Um, he's a he's a mechanic and and she's a, a hairdresser, and they're now baking maximum huge amounts of bread for us and running the front counter and they're in their second year and they really enjoy it yeah unbelievable making those famous mm. camel pies as well mate yeah. which is quite incredible now just on that if people want to join that lifestyle i did see a an advertisement somewhere on social media that they're looking for a um a mechanic at the birdsville roadhouse do you know about that they are yeah they, they the birdsville roadhouse workshop gets very very busy mm. um over bash and it's yeah that, i know they're still looking and and you know it's a great business to work for um it's owned by by a young lady who's born and bred in birdsville um and knows the region very well and the other mechanic there's a, a top bloke and he'd be he'd be great to work with so any mechanics out there i'm sure they'd be happy to hear from you just you know with the with the the mechanical workers we see a lot and this is probably just a bit of advice for people traveling to bash but we see a hell of a lot of broken stuff that is totally unnecessary. Yes. And, and yeah. you know, we read on the Travelling to Big Red Bash page that people are just going to these huge lengths and expenses to wrap everything in in plastic and pool noodles over pipes and on caravans. And it's this huge amount of work. And I think to myself, do they realise that people live out here and drive these roads every day yeah. without problems? I mean, exactly. I, I drive a new, a, a, a new model Hilux. I tow a big off-road caravan. And you know what? We drive in and out all the time. We haven't wrapped a single thing in a pool noodle. We don't do any. We just have a little bit of air out of our tyres. And I've been driving in and out of here for 10 years. I'm yet to have a flat tyre. I'm yet to have a back window smashed. I'm yet to rip the plumbing out of my caravan. I've done no damage. And you know why? Common because sense. we just drive to the conditions. Yeah, absolutely. And you see people, you see people online and they're quite, Make it, you know, they're asking these questions like they're quite anxious about it. And, and our advice is just slow down, don't be anxious, and just enjoy the journey because if you rush, you will break stuff. If you drive according to the conditions, you will have a really positive, enjoyable, 
experience oh, driving into our region. Absolutely. And the thing is, guess what? The event will be there when you get there. There's no totally. need to rush and get out there at a million mile an hour. Take it in. Take the opportunity to take in yeah. those uh, campfires along the way yep. and those sunrises that are mirrored by the beautiful outback sunsets. They, they're the best yeah. sunsets in the world out there. I mean, I've never yeah. seen a sunset as good as the one over Big Red everywhere. And I, I've been everywhere, mate, and I've never seen a sunset and the sky look as good as it does over Big Red at Birdsville. It is just amazing. And I took a photo last year and I sent it to a couple of people. I said, mate, did you paint that? I said, mate, I haven't touched that. That is the photo off my phone. Just amazing. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Take it in. Common sense. The event will be there. It's not going anywhere. If you That's leave right. It, like the, it's, they were worried about how do we protect from stone chips. So I'm like, I just stop overthinking it. Like, oh, we've got brand new cars. Well, Birdsville residents buy brand new cars too. Yep. And we pick them up from the dealer and we drive them straight back to Birdsville. And we don't do any preparation. And none of our cars, I mean, my car, I've done it's done 40-odd thousand Ks on the dirt here um, in the last, you know, 18 months, and you won't – you'd be battling to find a stone chip on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible, mate. Just enjoy it. Just slow yes. down and enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, mate. Now, if people want to keep up to date with what's happening out there, and in particular with the uh, with the desert, if they're planning a desert um, crossing, because many do, I guess the best advice would be to keep an eye on the Birdsville Pub social media pages. Absolutely, yeah. We're starting to do a little bit more Instagram as well, but um, the, the Facebook one um, for That's the Birdsville Hotel is the predominant one, yeah. yeah mate. And just quickly, mate, before I do let you go, finally, the Roadhouse is getting some renovations. Will it be up and fully functional by the time the bash is around, do you know? 100%, yeah. We've seen a little bit of panic online about that. Mm. And Jenna's very well organised, and that was uh, you know infrastructure that needed to be updated, and and it's done. Look, the slab's down. It's, yep. They're just putting the bowsers back in, but the hole's been reconcreted and very efficient um, project, that it's, one. So no need to be alarmed. At the end of the day, they're business people, mate. They're not going to shut their service station or roadhouse down when they know there's about, you know, at least five to 6,000 vehicles heading to town. I know. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, so it was, I did it, see it that panic quite, myself. Yeah, it was quite humorous, to be honest, watching people going, mm. oh, geez, you could have timed that better and what poor timing. There's just no need. Like, you know what? People out here in the bush are resilient. Mm. They're going to get the job done. It's as simple as that. Absolutely, mate. All right, Ben. So people can get onto the Birdsville Pub Facebook page. That's the best place to find out the very latest on what is happening. And not just uh, the Simpson, but what's happening all in that region. And uh, and just take the suggestions uh, at the end of the day. I think the, the, your advice, the best advice you've given here today is just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. And we look forward to seeing you all when you get here. And I hope you're looking forward to seeing me, mate. I'll have a cold beer with you when I get there. We're overdue, I think. I know we are, mate. All right, Benny, well done. Uh, you okay. take care and uh, enjoy your trip back out there and get out of the big smoke because I don't think you're really suited to it these days. And see you no. in Birdsville in a few weeks' time. Good stuff. We'll see you then. And, of course, that was Ben from the Birdsville Hotel. And, uh, geez, he's a knowledgeable bloke, isn't he? A really good bloke to talk to. You could speak to him all day, that is for sure. Um, geez, he knows his stuff out there. And he mentioned that the pub out there is not just a pub. It's it's the hub of the community. And uh, they are very responsible members of the community. And I think he, he offered some fantastic advice there. Look, certainly do prepare for a trip like that. Prepare for any trip. But don't over-prepare. And if you drive carefully and drive to the conditions... Well, uh, you won't have any 
any problems at all. And uh, and I think the other key to all of this is travelling to the Big Red Bash in, in any big event, really, is patience. And uh, certainly, uh, as he said, you, you're going from a place to, you know, a population of 100 people to 10,000. Well, uh, you need to be a little bit patient when you get out to town. It's funny that he said there's already a couple of vans out on the common. But anyway, that is for sure. Uh, but look, uh, yeah, keep, on, keep an eye on the big, the big uh, bash podcast, uh, the big, sorry, the uh, Burrsville pub uh, Facebook page. Keep your eye on that for all the latest information that is happening in that region. And look, I think um, if from what he is saying, um, it could be you know a little bit exciting travelling across the desert. I think there's a bit of a challenge thrown in, and a bit of a four wheel drive experience. It certainly will. Um, look, as he said, how often do you get to do a water crossing? on the Simpson Desert, not too many times. I don't think I know anybody that's ever done it, really, uh, at this point. So, um, so look, if, if that's you, get out there and enjoy that part of the world. It's going to be fantastic. And as I mentioned to Ben, plenty of people I know that have travelled all over Australia still say that the Simpson Desert is their favourite destination, of course, um, in Australia. So uh, if you're travelling out there and crossing the desert for the first time, good luck to you. And uh, if you're travelling to the Bash for the very first time, well... You'll get all the right information uh, right here, that is for sure. Uh, In the meantime, though, it is almost time for us to get out of here. Remember to follow the Big Red Bash social media page and, of course, the Monday Monday Bash social media pages as well for all other information. And, look, we spoke to Laura from Travelling to Big Red Bash the other week. On that's a fantastic um, social media page. That one, if you are traveling to the bash and you haven't joined that page, uh, I certainly do recommend that you do that because that's where you'll get a lot of tips if you've never done it before and uh, and and some good advice from people that that have done it before and, and some veterans. There are a few veterans out there. Um, geez, I think you know what, I could be one of them, but anyway. But in the meantime, though, you can get in touch with us as well. Remember, just go to the email there at um, and check out and send messages via the social media pages as well uh, if you want to get in touch with the organisers of the Big Red Batch. It's going to be a fantastic event, that is for sure. But that, of course, brings us uh, an end to this edition of the Big Bash Podcast. We're going to be pumping them out for you, so uh, stay tuned if you uh, if you subscribe to this or you're listening to it. Uh, but in the meantime, tell your mates about it. And, uh, if, of course, they are heading to the Bash. Uh, we will be back with another edition of the Big Bash Podcast very, very soon. We will talk to you then.